0: What's up, guys? Welcome back to Table 40. Matt and Leslie here. Uh, Today, it's just going to be the two of us as we look back on Season 1, what we're going to call Season 1. So we're going to take the month of March off, and uh, we will come back with what we will call Season 2. And today, we're going to get into kind of a recap of of all the the fun interviews and the great conversations that we've had a chance to have over the the last year, and uh, just grateful for 46 episodes. And so we're going to jump into a conversation today about kind of some recap of, of some of our the highlights of of all of the conversations we had.
1: Yeah, man, I think that one of the beautiful things about I mean there's been a lot of really cool things that we've learned in our journey um pursuing this like like we didn't have experience being podcast hosts and I've really enjoyed working with you. And so <laughs> you're really fun. You're a great you're a great podcast host or co-host or however the right wording is. And so I think we have gotten a little bit better at this over the last, however many, 46 episodes. Um, but our very first episode was with Seth and Leah Taylor. And we felt like that that was a fitting start um, to this journey because they impacted our faith so much as young people. And, um, and they just taught us what it looked like to jump into another, like basically some stranger's stories and teach us about the goodness of God. And I'm so grateful for our time in the minor leagues with Seth and Leah and that they spent very intentional time discipling um, a young married couple all those years that y'all were teammates. And so I think that was just really cool for us to be able to begin um, our Table 40 journey with Seth and Leah.
0: Yeah, I, I just think about like all the fun that, they, that we had together with them and, and just kind of the picture of of uh, of laughter and i think and their family is, is represents to me kind of the joy of 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 a christian and and just kind of the um i don't know just being around them is you feel like you feel like they're uh they're joyous people and they have joy and and uh, and so that's really the kind of the word that jumps off the page when you talk about seth and leah
1: absolutely and our second episode was don christensen and he's been a like no pun intended, a wealth of knowledge for our family, <laughs> and so he gives in episode two. He gives money strategies, and and he's a wealth management. He's our wealth management person, and so but the wisdom that he has provided for the holiday home um, is really, I mean, it's been an impact that'll last for generations. And so, I encourage people if they haven't listened to that episode to jump in on the Don Christensen episode. Too and um gain some some wisdom and um and money tips because he gave a couple of those because this was that was early in the pandemic mm-hmm. whenever we mm-hmm. spoke with don about all of his everything that don has to offer
0: <laughs> well that's the thing about don is don knows a lot about a lot so <laughs> he's don, lived a uh, long time <laughs> he uh don is don is an enjoyable human and uh he's he's one of our mentors both spiritually and obviously and how to use our finances to glorify God and and he's excellent at giving our money away.
1: Excellent at giving our money away. Absolutely. (laughs) Super creative and gives our money away in ways that we, uh, are shocked in every, every year, every year meeting. (laughs) And episode three are some of our favorites, Adam and Jenny Wainwright. And, um, I can't even go back and listen to that that one because I I remember being so unorganized and frazzled because Adam's so funny and then he would cut me off and he made fun of me for sure about whatever I said and it was a Frozen song lyric and um, anyway so I'm too embarrassed to go back and listen to that one but there's all kinds of amazing marriage and like how Jenny in her sweet, sweet wisdom and, and just sweetness on how to support Adam in his career And they are just truly some of our very favorite friends.
0: We should probably have them back on. We should redo it. We're better. (laughs) I'd like to think we're better at at doing this and have better times asking questions and and pulling out uh, stories. So. Maybe we should get them back on so that we can uh, can do better, maybe.
1: I know. Because I think an early challenge for me that I found incredibly challenging is I would ask a question, and I still do this every now and then, but not near as bad as when we very first started. I would ask a question, but then verbally process the question as I'm asking it, and then the question would just go on and on and on and on. And then I would answer the question and then forget my original question, and it was kind of a disaster. And I did that a lot in that particular episode. I remember that vividly. So I haven't um, really gone back to really listen to that one. Like I said, I'm a little bit too embarrassed.
0: Well, I'm sure they forgive us. And like I said, they have, we have a, quite a, a relationship with them. I think we could do a whole new one that would be all, all uh, new, new, new stuff.
1: Oh yeah, we need to do that. And then and another one we need to revisit is uh, Lance and Kara Burtman, which we're on episode four. And Lance is one of your favorite, funniest teammates of all time. And you just don't ever get enough of your time with Lance. And then Kara, his wife, is patient and equally funny. Just just like behind-the-scenes funny.
0: Yeah, I think she she's the, the, the funniness behind uh, Lance's pretty face. So he, uh, like you said, Lance is, is somebody that I enjoy spending time with. He knows his Bible as good as anybody I've ever been around. I think he could be a pastor if he wanted to be. Um, if he liked people a little more, just <laughs> um, But no, Lance is, uh, again, really, really funny. I think there's some, f- some funny stories shared in that podcast, if I remember correctly, that are worth a listen. And I know a lot of Cardinal fans and people listen to this podcast. And if you haven't got a chance to listen to Lance and Kara and, and, and Adam and Jenny, it's definitely worth one going back and, and listening to.
1: Yeah, and I think one of the things I remember – Kara talking about is, is just emulating her mother and she would watch her mom studying her Bible in the morning and she just wanted to do that as she grew. And I, and I just loved, I just, I mean, this has been a long time and I just still, that story still um, resonates with me on tough days in parenting to where I'm like, okay, if it just was encouraging to know that my kids are watching some of the good things that I do. And so, (laughs) so anyway, I just really... Appreciated the way Kara spoke about her mama, and I thought that that was really sweet. And then we had Steve and Lori Stenstrom on, and Steve was a quarterback um, in college. They're really some of our smart friends. And Lori, his wife, is um, a swim coach, and she swam at Stanford, and Steve played football at Stanford. And so, but one of the things that they said that I just treasured is they were talking about marriage, and they were talking about how one of the keys to a successful marriage is not comparing marriages and that they just stayed in their lane and they didn't want to compare their marriage to somebody else's marriage. And I just found that to be incredibly wise and something that I've repeated a lot since then as we talk to younger couples here at Oklahoma state. Um, I just think that that's a very, very wise bit of information Um, in that podcast. I really enjoyed that conversation with Steve and Lori
0: Yeah, and I think there's a lot of leadership stuff. I think Steve has been a leader on football teams and and is obviously heading up PAO, uh, the Pro Athlete Outreach, and just some really good leadership, uh, I thought, tidbits and and, uh, and information for people.
1: Oh, absolutely. And then we had the really fun Jackie and and Ken Kendall, and um, they were such a joy because they're some of our older friends, and and Jackie and Ken are just – Oh, so unique. And she's super energetic and fun. And then Ken is more of the steady, mm-hmm. the steady man in the relationship. The yin
0: and yang. The, yeah.
1: And so that was just really cute to be able to visit with them. And um, they just have, obviously, tremendous wisdom and experience in marriage and leadership and ministry. And, um, and I love how they serve Jesus together with their unique personalities that point to the king. And she is just...
0: Well, she's an another one joy. where the joy of Jesus, yeah. like just the, she just can't, you just can't help but smile when you watch her or talk to her and, and we got a chance to FaceTime with them and she just, I think she smiles the whole time and Ken just kind of, he smirks at her and it's, it's, it's a fun conversation with, like you said, people that have lived and, and experienced lots of different things and have tons of wisdom.
1: Absolutely. the Like the Holy Spirit just radiates through her pores. I mm-hmm. mean, she's just... So much fun. And, and you know, one of the things that she taught me, Matt, and I don't remember if we brought it up during the podcast, but I was in church this morning, and I think of her often, is she always told me, like, remember who you were prior to your salvation story. Because if you forget, then, then you're not going to be able to um, have compassion. You're not going to be able to, like, kind of, the motivation to bring people to, the cross or bring people to jesus or, or introduce people to jesus it's just not going to be what it what it should be if you um don't remember who you were before, prior to meeting jesus like and and so i just remember her uh, as talking about that years ago and i think that she's so true as we've gotten the opportunity to to teach a little bit more with college kids and stuff i always want to remember the girl that I was before Jesus rescued me. I think me.
0: it helps with self-righteousness, which I think sometimes as Christians, you start to feel like you've got it figured out or whatever. I, I think that that remembering that is keep you from from that feeling of when you see others or you you know like you said just that judgment. You're just like, wait, that was me, you know. And, and just remembering how God has has picked us up and placed us on a firm foundation. But you know, there's so much. I I mean, but that doesn't, Yeah, I just, you know, that just, it was just a reminder that we're all a work in progress.
1: Yeah, Yeah. And we're all, um, we just don't have the authority to write somebody else's story. And I think that that's a beautiful thing of remembering who we were before Jesus rescued us. Um, anyway, I just, I just love Jackie. She's been a loyal friend for many years and Donald and Mallory Brown were loads of fun. Their story is, is fun. I mean it's it's a lot like um, many that we hear is like two people that were far away from the Lord and then Jesus comes in and says I'm here and they were like yes we are so in and it's just really neat to hear like go from brokenness and and into um, and, and just being restored and restoring a marriage and and now we've got two people that are are leading ministries in a very effective way and um, Mallory is an incredible leader and one that I love to um, work with, and, and she does PAO with NFL, and her husband does a lot of ministry work with, um, I think it's IGM, right, an international justice mission, and so, J, J. I-J-M. what's IGM, is that, um, anyway, mm. I don't know, anyway, I, I mess those things up all the time, like the, <laughs> the, like, REI, which I know I got that one right, but when it does that, I always, I always mess them up. But anyway, they're incredible leaders, and it's so cool to see. And I, I really appreciated how honest they were um, when we when we talked to them. So didn't you? Didn't yeah, you love that? Yeah, they seemed a lot
0: like us. Yeah, like he was super like, and she was she's a yeah. They
1: were yeah. a lot like us. That was an easy. That was super easy.
0: Yeah, for people that we don't well, I don't I don't know him that well, but seemed to get to know him pretty quick.
1: Yeah, they were loads of fun. Loads of fun. It's just so neat to see, like God. Change change a trajectory of a life. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that that's what I would say looking back on that conversation, how you just saw, like, even Mallory's um, desires change into what it is that she wanted to do as she was, you know, she's very brilliant and, and had a job in New York, and, and just like how Jesus captured her heart and even her desires and her vocation changed. And so I really enjoyed that conversation. Oh man, and then we had Mike Boy- Boyden, Oklahoma State basketball coach. Side note, I mean, they are playing outstanding.
0: Yeah, I think, uh, and, and that was right when the, you know, I think that there was a lot of, you know, we're talking about cultural things going on with, with the uh, the things with the, the racial yeah. overtones in yeah. the country. And, and Coach Boyden is is very very well-versed and, and studied uh, that, that in college and just getting a chance to talk to him about, you know what? What do we do with with what's going on? And I, I just—he's just such an awesome guy, and um, I just—I really enjoyed that conversation. And he's a close friend of mine, and I, I enjoy watching him and, and watching how he treats his athletes and how he coaches, and just the character and the man he is is, is uh, has been fun to to watch up close. And, and like you said, they're they're playing really well, and it's exciting to watch them, and and, uh, and hopefully they continue to play well and make a run into the tournament, but. He's a, he's a really, I guess it's easy to root for people with that kind of character and just yeah. getting a chance to be around him here in town and the way he treats people in town and, and just kind of jumps into the to the Oklahoma State and just all in and supports other teams and, um, you know, gets the students involved. It's just been cool. He's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a fun guy.
1: Yeah, he's got great energy, and I love going to the games and rooting for Oklahoma State basketball. It's a... He's done a great job of creating Mm -hmm. a culture. And I'm not surprised at all, especially after, like you said, having a conversation with him that um, it's a difficult conversation. And I I think, like, even our next next guest, which was Matt and Daniel Forte, like, again, we had them on, like you said, when when there was, like, social justice and what do we have going on and what can we do? And they were so gracious to – I mean, we talked about a lot of things, but they were so gracious to just sit down and educate us on – man, this is, this is how this feels and this is what we need to do better as believers and that, that racial tension truly is a sin and we need to do a better job as believers to, to create unity. And I just loved um, the opportunity to talk to both Mike and, and the Fortes about this. And, and this is a conversation that needs to continue in our homes forever. We've got to disciple our children to be anti-racist. Like this is something that, that we need to ingrain into the little hearts of of the ones that God's allowed us to shepherd, um, I think it's incredibly important, and I really enjoyed that opportunity to be able to visit with them. We had Jake and Janie Reed on. Um, if they weren't the cutest mm-hmm. young people ever, and super athletic and great, <laughs> and so I love that we're Instagram friends now, and it's really been great to follow Janie in her journey with USA softball, and Jake is uh, pitching. He's at spring training right mm-hmm. about now, yeah. and I'm gonna be excited to root for him in the season. I love that again. Like having honest conversations around the table was the goal of this podcast at the very beginning, and that was another very honest conversation. This is who we are, and this is where we are now. And you know,
0: I love how they met. I he love how they met scouting chicks out incoming freshmen uh, on on social media and uh, and picked her out so uh i don't know that it always ends that well no but (laughs) it was uh it's a fun story now and and like you said it's it's cool like when you talk about that the age range and the experience and life range of, of all these different people of you know experiences and and uh and all the similar salvation story and it's just it's pretty cool
1: Absolutely. We had Nolan on next, and Nolan was a Rocky at the time of this podcast, but he's not anymore. We're super excited that he's a Cardinal, so a lot's changed for the Arenados, and it was really great to have Nolan on. Nolan is one of my very favorites um, because he's one of your very favorites, and he comes around, and I enjoy him all the time, and I really respect um, how good of brother and son, and now he's a husband, and and he's just loyal, and he... Um, He's. I just love Nolan, and that was a fun conversation. Again, we need to redo that one too, because I remember we were in Alabama when we mm-hmm. recorded that, and I was super distracted yeah. because we had kids, and it was late, and it was really wild. So we need to season two. We need to bring Nolan back on for sure.
0: <laughs> well, he's he's uh, he's like you said. He, he's he's one of those guys that you can learn a lot from just on on uh, you know on focus and you know he priorities and like he just he just uh he's a fun guy to, to talk to and, and has obviously achieved a lot of great things in his career but is very humble and and uh you know excited to see what it looks like in st louis
1: and wildly competitive
0: wildly competitive yeah. wildly competitive and all these little games that he and his cousins and brothers make up
1: yeah and loves wiffle ball yeah and thinks that you on your thing at rummy
0: Well, I don't. He just thinks I didn't tell him all the rules, which is not true. I filled him in on all the rules.
1: Because you're also wildly competitive.
0: Well, I mean, I win, but he he knew the rules. He's a liar.
1: (laughs) All right, we had Jaime. And Jaime's story is one of my favorites in your whole entire career. And again, because it was so gracious. It's just been so gracious of the Lord to be able to allow us to stay in places long enough to where we can start to see um, the beauty of someone's story. And Jaime just does, an, does a beautiful job in this conversation of really practically walking us through kind of, again, where he was and where he's now and what things has he done in order to grow his faith. And I remember I was so, so loved listening to him passionately talk about, man, I, I used to spend time religion with the to Lord. Christianity. Yeah, religion to Christianity and, and like the discipline it takes to learn about Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that's a missed thing sometimes in, in our faith is that of course we don't fall in love with Jesus like deeply in love with Jesus if we don't take the time to get to know him and studying scripture is is like vital to understanding who Jesus really is versus this like perception of who he might be um and Jaime just walks through um Mm -hmm. just the discipline that it took to really understand who Jesus was and you're right that's exactly what it was it went from religion to I'm so in love with Jesus relationship and I loved I loved that episode. And I
0: just think the impact you're talking about this guy's having on, on people in, in Mexico and like his his enthusiasm and the things that he's doing in some of these very poor towns in Mexico is, is inspiring.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. His story is continuing and it's just been really fun to watch and support. And Jack Flaherty, um, I remember we recorded that podcast in Missouri. We were at a baseball tournament with Ethan, and we were in what was that hotel called? That was so fun. Um, what is it called? A completely space. I have no idea where we were. We were in Branson. Oh. At yeah. those cabins, right? Big and
0: lodge something.
1: Big Cedar Lodge. Big Cedar Lodge. Really cool. So anyway, that's neither here nor there. But Jack Flirty was really fun to get to know, and he's a very um, wise, young very stud mature. athlete. So mature. Yeah. I was shocked when I found out how yeah. young he was because yeah. he was very mature.
0: Yeah, I think he's he's mature beyond his years with what very bright about everything that's going on in, in the world and, and is very well versed in um, everything that's going on. And I think he's he's uh, he's got a bright future. I think even after baseball, with just having an impact on the world. I think he's you know like I said we don't we don't know him that well, but I do know that if any friend of Buenos is a friend of mine. And so he and Wayneo are very tight and tells me what a stud Jack Flaherty is. And, and I enjoyed that conversation just talking to him about whether it's sports or, or you know work ethic and just kind of what a great athlete he was. And, and uh, like I said, I'm, I was very impressed with how mature he was.
1: Yeah, and his relationship with the Lord and, and he was honest about it. It's growing and developing. Mm-hmm. And, and I love that, that the beauty again of what I think that I'm so grateful to the Lord that Table Forty is achieving what what we dreamed it would is that we could have conversations around a table that point to Jesus and allow people to know that that you're seen and you're heard and and we don't have um, we have a wide variety of people in their journey with the Lord. We have we have those that are early in their faith, those that have been Christians for a while, and then those that are incredibly mature in their faith. And I have been. I just love that and so I'm really grateful that that that's been an opportunity that we've had to be able to talk with all kinds of of uh, all kinds of kinds it's Mm -hmm. been great we had Ben Roethlisberger on and that was really fun um he has a real unique story too Mm -hmm. and I enjoyed talking to Ben um I know your dad enjoyed that we talked to Ben because he's the greatest Steelers Mm -hmm. fan of Mm -hmm. all time and um, one thing that surprised me is that Ben's mother passed away mm-hmm. when he was a little boy. And just, he talked about how um, the impact his it stepmother had on him in his life. And I learned something really valuable, I think, on that particular episode. And then that episode, side note, was filmed at a baseball, <laughs> baseball tournament. Remember, yeah. we just sneak Burns into that here. press yeah. box. But it's, uh, it's, it's one of those things where when he told us his mother died, I didn't know that. And um, we don't have this big production team that gives us the whole workup on stuff, and so <laughs> it was one of those things where I was, I didn't know what to do because I think if we were at our home and we were having a conversation with Ben and he had told us his mother died, I would have wanted to lean in and, and like give him a hug or like or talk more about that, and and I felt really um, I felt really vulnerable in that conversation because I just didn't know how to handle that because I was, but. Not that that matters or that's neither here nor there, but I think that that has been a challenge in the podcast whenever um, there are just some things that are said that you're like, oh my gosh, should we talk more about this or, Mm. you know, you know what I mean? So I think that's been really interesting.
0: I I thought it was really cool just talking to him and and not knowing him um, other than, you know, a couple conversations before the podcast and just learning a little bit about his journey. And, you know, as, as even as an athlete, as somebody, in high school who never even got the chance to play quarterback until his senior year. Um, and the coach's kid was a quarterback and he played wide receiver. And I remember him telling the story about running into the Ohio state coach oh, who yeah. he had just previously visited, uh, the campus and, and, uh, ran into him at the airport and, and ran up to him and to say hello and he didn't have any idea who he was. And I think he committed to, to Ohio, um, not long after that. So I just thought that it's interesting to hear stories like that That, um, as an athlete and just kind of his per- perseverance and his da- the way his dad encouraged him and just said, never said, you should be the quarterback son, you know, and, and he never had any bitterness towards not getting a chance to play quarterback. And when he got an opportunity, he capitalized on it and ended up, you know, as a, as a hall of fame quarterback in the NFL and won championships. And it's just a cool story I think about perseverance and 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 playing doing the right thing
1: yeah i agree and and i think um you know our oh, i'll say this after because i'm i'm losing my mind here but uh, jason and kelsey adam were next and they are young leaders in that are just so incredible and what i was about to say was is that one thing I noticed as we were getting more involved in in getting more consistent about doing these podcasts there wasn't one athlete that we talked to that didn't have incredible adversity mm-hmm. to overcome. And so adversity is is a like job requirement if you if you will for pro sports in life of course life, but adversity it it happens to every single person we talk to at some point during the conversation there was a little bit shared about, man, I had to overcome this challenge and this challenge and this challenge and this challenge. And Jason and Kelsey um, are no different. And he had a ton of arm surgeries and had to go through a lot of really difficult days in order to um, stay employed. And, and I love that how God was so faithful to them in all of that. And it's really neat to see Jason and Kelsey grow into the leaders that they are right now. But did that, I mean, of course, that probably didn't surprise you because you're you were a pro athlete as well, and adversity was, it's the ticket, <laughs> right? Well,
0: I, I think, too, when you talk about arm injuries, you know, a lot of guys will, you know, after one or two, <clears throat> they just kind of check it as, you know, look at what it meant to be. I'm always impressed when I hear about these guys that, that battle two or three, and it takes a couple years, and, you know, they're kind of under the radar and maybe even forgotten about. Um, but then through perseverance and hard work, they show up throwing hard again. The next thing you know, all they need is a little opportunity. They they dominate for a little while in the minor leagues, and then all of a sudden, you know, there's a spot. And I think that that's something to remember, you know, for young athletes is, is even if you get hurt and you're, so, you're so-called, you're you know, out of sight for a while, all it takes is, is getting healthy and, and somebody to see you throwing a couple pitches here or there or, or taking a couple swings. And um, nobody cares how you got there at yeah. that point. You know, it's it's uh, they're excited to have you and give you the opportunity. And, and uh, I know he's excited about this season coming up. I'm sure is he's arm strength's back. You think he pitched really well last year, from what I remember. And uh, it's pretty cool to see stories like that.
1: Absolutely. And then we had Sarah and Matt Hasselbeck, which again was really, really fun. And we recorded that in Atlanta. and mm-hmm.
0: remember we had, we had a hailstorm. <laughs> a
1: hailstorm yeah. and, and all of those things. It was
0: cutting out. It was yes, it was, I was praying the
1: whole time like, oh my gosh, Lord, please let this they work. They had such
0: good stuff too. I was like, yes. oh man, I hope we're not missing out on this. Yes,
1: and we need to have them back on too because that was very, very I difficult. I think we ended up
0: on the phone with them for another 30 minutes after we got off. Just yes. Kind of getting to know each other even closer and they seemed like people that we would be friends with
1: absolutely they were incredible and just so much wisdom and and i remember i loved what you said about how sarah was or he said that sarah was the better athlete of the two and their story is just so funny and fun and wise and i just can't say enough about that conversation it was one that i really 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 enjoyed um and then we had sweet garrison price on what do you have to say about garrison matt
0: well the Price family in general, I, I don't know if people have, have know the full story, but Garrison's sister, Hannah, was uh, somebody who lived with us for a couple years as, as our babysitter slash nanny and, and close friend. And you know, I, I just think he's, he's a young guy uh, that's experienced a lot, um, but comes from tremendous family and tremendous parents, very mature in his faith for a mid-20s something kid um, just tons of wisdom and, and I, I think his, his personality and is, is just appealing Like people like to be yes. around him, he's funny he's got a, a sense to him that, you, you, that he's the kind of person that, that gives off the vibe that you want to be around and I think um, it comes out in that conversation um, you know like I said he, they've been through a very difficult last year and, and just it was just really I think refreshing and encouraging to see a guy with such, a young guy with such strong faith.
1: Absolutely. I, I just can't say enough about Garrison either and the whole Price family. And we talked about grieving and we talked about dating and we talked about how he wants a social swing and pee uh, and golf shirt that we need to send him. And and yeah, we talked about social media. So it's, it's just a really good episode, especially raising young boys and wisdom in grieving, which is something that um, a lot of people don't want to discuss. And Garrison handled it with such grace and such hope and in such honesty. And I really am grateful that, that he came on to visit with us. And then we had some fun guests, Johnny, John and um, Jenny, Jenny Kitna. And they were, uh, they're fun, real fun. And talk about honest, real honest. And, um, I've just really enjoyed getting to know them and learning from them.
0: Yeah. And I, I think when you talk about somebody who's played in the NFL, coached in the NFL, coaches, high school has kids been married a long time, uh, just a wealth of wisdom. Uh, we've heard him talk before on marriage, really funny. He and his wife are, are funny and sarcastic and, and can hold the room. Um, just, uh, you know, I, I've, I really enjoyed that conversation in, in a lot of different ways. But um, I always enjoy listening to kind of the perspective of other sports and, and a guy that played quarterback and played quarterback, he was a backup a lot of his career and backed up some really good quarterbacks. So I always enjoy like listening to kind of a, a football perspective on certain things. And, and uh, I, you know, I'm like he's coaching high school now and just he's got kids going to play college football. So um, a fun conversation with people, you know, that have kids that are athletes and, and I, you know, I learn a lot from these conversations. I feel like they're beneficial to me just as much as, you know, anybody else.
1: Absolutely. And I think, I think, I want to encourage if they have if people haven't heard this episode they need to go back and listen to it because even how he got into the NFL was mm-hmm. amazing and it's just so hearing things like that and being reminded of just the sovereignty of God and that that God has a plan for us and sometimes our direction in life is going to change just because it does and I I just think if if you haven't heard that episode I highly um, encourage it is that amazing
0: one. like even Hasselback and some yes. of these, these stories of, yes. like we talk about adversity or the unlikeliness or just kind of the just how know, it all it works. the things that all fit together for that to happen yeah it's, it's pretty fascinating
1: absolutely absolutely and we had David and Kelly Backus who are as sweet as pie I mean are they not two of the sweetest people ever well, like gentle you know, and kind we're trying to jump
0: into other sports so we had to get some hockey people in here and they are at the top of our hockey people list of you know, ones that will come on with us, but, uh, they are, they are tremendous people. And we talked about a lot of different things with them too, as far as, you know, all the things that David's dealt with health-wise and, um, just how they've, you know, they've, uh, they've faced a lot of adversity as well. I, you know, just talking to them about their faith and how they've, how they've grown. And, and, uh, we used to go to Bible studies with each other and, um, it's just fun to to catch up with old friends that we haven't seen or talked to in a while, and see how they're doing. and And uh, they're they're a fun couple, like you said, and they they save lots of dogs and cats.
1: Lots of dogs and cats.
0: They they save lots of dogs and cats. And then I
1: had to tell the embarrassing story about how we bought our dogs, and um, that and I was gonna remember that that yeah. she came to the first Bible study at my house, and I was like, ah, what should I do? Should I lie and tell her that that I. Yeah, adopted and rescued these doodles, or should I just go ahead and tell her the truth? And I went ahead and told her uh, the truth at the very beginning, and we're still friends, and so anyway. We made it. We made it, we made it, but I love the Bacchuses and just enjoyed learning from them and um, learning recipes and, and marriage and, like you said, adversity, and it was lots of wisdom in that conversation for sure. And then we had sweet Scott Blindbrink on, and I could listen to him talk all day long because of his Texas accent. And he again, like we again, the same theme over and over again about adversity and, and grit and just being um, persevering through what didn't what did he seem say he was to be. Like five, yeah, he was teeny tiny he little guy. Yeah, hard and <laughs> was,
0: played second base and wasn't very good. And yes, then he went to small college as I think as a hitter maybe, yeah. and then control and then threw hard and then threw harder and then. Next thing you know, he pitches for 10 years, closing in the major leagues. <laughs> yes, it's, yes. It's hard to even imagine that the, him being a little kid in high school and then growing, and never really pitching much to, to pitching in the major leagues. For a really long
1: time. And now he's dedicating his life to water missions. We talk about that and just the, the beautiful uh, impact, ministry that yeah. is. And the impact is incredible all over the world. And he's been an integral part in that ministry, Um and it's really cool to see because, you know, we're in that transition phase where we should transition out soon. I mean, I would think because you haven't played for a couple of years, but it still feels like we're in that transition phase. And it's really neat to see those that are a couple steps ahead of us and to see him so on fire and passionate about what he's doing now with his, you know, second career, if that's what we want to call it. And it's really cool to see Scott and Kelly um, thriving in such a, a a really, really neat ministry. Um we had Dan Spader on, which was really neat for me because I read his book, um, Four-Chair Discipling, that I think every young leader, um, even older, mature leader, should read if they haven't read it. And it just talks about just this really practical flow of discipleship and what discipleship looks like. And, and the premise of the book is we move from one chair to the second chair to the third chair to the fourth chair. And um, it's the come and see Jesus and, and move people forward to where they, they can have enough confidence to be a disciple that makes disciples and i just love talking to dan and his um he just had so much to offer and it was just such a neat conversation about being um you don't have to have a degree in seminary to to share the love of jesus with someone and encourage them to share the love of jesus with somebody else and so i just love dan and the resources that he's provided um, to glorify God and, and just to teach people about who Jesus is and that he truly is worth following.
0: And then again, so, it's talking about the range of, of of people that we've had on here from new to the faith and to somebody who writes amazing books about, yeah. you know, like a, such a, you know, it's just cool, like the conversations we've been able to have with such a range of people and whether you like, you listen to it for the sports people or, listen to it to to hear more about jesus um hopefully we're, we're covering uh all those things and in, in lots of different angles of of the faith and and uh, leadership and, and it's been cool to have somebody like that who's writing books about discipleship
1: yeah and what's neat is i think that this is kind of how we live too like, you really never know who's going to come through the door. <laughs> and so you never know. And so uh, I think that that's what's been really neat about our life and how we can share our life with people on the Table 40 podcast. And it's just kind of how we roll. And so we have athletes that eat dinner with us, and we have, you know, men like Dan Spader that, that are just sold out for the Lord and and, and glorify God and, and a different on a different platform, like author, teacher, leader, and in that sense. And so I love that we've been able to share our life in this way. Mm-hmm. Um, we had James and Shelley Laurinaitis. They were great friends of ours in St. Louis. Um, they came to Bible study with us when we lived in St. Louis, when he played for the Rams, which was located in St. Louis. <laughs> and um, since we've, since we had this pause, James father died and we talked a lot about James's dad. And so um, I'm grateful that we were able to talk about James's dad. And, and since this, episode aired, um, James's dad went to be with the Lord, and I think that that's neat that we had the opportunity to mm-hmm. speak about him, and he and Shelly are really cool, and I mean, is that how you would describe yeah, just them? Really, they're just really, really cool. They're
0: real people. Yeah. I think they're just real, you know, like they don't, they don't, they don't hide anything, like they don't hide their struggles, like they're just pretty outspoken about tough stuff and honest, and um, you just love their candor and just. Kind of who they are, and they're comfortable with it, and um, it's it's fun. I, James has always been one of my favorites. Uh, we've hung out, you know, a lot back in the day in St. Louis, and and I've always enjoyed his company.
1: Yeah, and we talk a little bit about diet, which has been fun too, because uh, the holidays and the Lauranites share that of our interest in healthy food and, and eating for fuel and all of those things. And so we talked about that a little bit and that was fun, especially for a podcast called table 40. Yeah. Um, well, then we had Brendan and Martha Hansen, which is of course near and dear to my heart because Martha's my cousin and Brendan is an Olympic medalist, gold medalist and silver medalist and brought I me mean, all kinds of medals, uh, in swimming and the sport of swimming. And that was a fun conversation. We talked about our grandparents and, and just, um, what really what it was like for you and Brendan to be a part of the, the Smith family for all those years and that was a sweet conversation that I felt like we had an opportunity to honor Martha Investor in and
0: the impact that you have you can have for generations. Absolutely. You know, I think that, that when you talk about the impact that that your grandpa had on on, on Brendan or me or anybody of of the, the the family that is passed down to our kids that hopefully will be passed down to their kids and just um, when you talk about men and women of God that have had an impact on, on generations, it's, it's cool. Like when we talk about how do you impact the world? Well, if you impact 10 people and they impact 10 people and they impact, just how that when, when they impacted us, we can impact, uh, you know, and just the impact that you can actually have with a, what people would probably say was a kind of a normal ranch life. I mean, he did prison ministry. But he lived in a small town on a ranch. But the, the impact that he had for the kingdom was huge. And I think that that's something that, you know, people can look at and go, you know, how will I have an impact for the Lord? Absolutely. And I think that's a, that's a great example of somebody who lived in a town of 50 people, 100 people. Yeah. But reached, Well, I think
1: there were 500 people. Okay, whatever. Not many people.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. And I think another thing, Matt, is we never age out of impacting the kingdom of God and so we don't and I think that that's just so encouraging for all of us in our journey is like we're never going to outgrow our need to learn more about Jesus we're never going to outgrow our need for grace and we're never ever ever going to age out of influencing and impacting a generation behind us and making a difference in the kingdom of God and I think that that's something that both Martha and Vester did really well and that they really shaped our faith our marriage and like you said Martha and Brendan and and all the other cousins and their spouses and our kids and our kids' kids. And, and so I just, I love visiting with them about about Brennan and Martha. Then we had an episode. No need to go into that. Nah. And uh, I felt like it was probably great. Sure. <laughs> so then we got to have Clint on, which was your manager for the Colorado Rockies. And this was fun, right? Because we we jumped into playoff baseball. And, of course, we had to holler at Clint first because um, the Rockies was the first team that, that you were on that went to the playoffs. And then we got to go to the World Series, and it was loads of fun. But I've, I was really um, – didn't know where this conversation would go because Clint has a gift a gab, and I was just like, where in the world – where is this going to – where is the plane going to land? But I felt like he really did uh, – he taught us a lot of valuable things about – about leadership, and I remember there's several things that he said that I wrote down and and I was like, man, that is that right there's gold, and so I would really want to encourage anyone that hasn't heard that conversation to to listen to clint and, and his leadership wisdom.
0: yeah, and I think if you're a Rockies fan, it was I think he he told some inside stories about two thousand and seven when we went to the world Series and and just kind of the details and, and kind of what the front office was thinking heading into the, into that season and the next season. And, and, and uh, I just thought it was it was pretty fascinating for me. I'm, I'm not even sure I knew uh, kind of the behind the stories of what the front office. It's always interesting to hear the other side as a player. And so I, I, I found that interesting to hear kind of the, some of the thoughts that were around those seasons we played in Colorado.
1: Yeah, that was awesome. And we had Trevor and Lindsay Rosenthal who are some of our young, fun friends that are they just never get old. I mean, that's a funny couple and he's with the A's now, so I'm sure we'll need to revisit that conversation. See how that goes for him. I'm sure it'll go great, but he uh they're they're great and and young and encouraging and and Lindsay's a bulldog for Trevor. Like she's going to support him and and I really admire um her, how would I say it? I really admire her, um, just excitement and competitiveness and like the way she supports him is, is really fun to watch. And so I've really enjoyed it. Well, I
0: feel like she's the bulldog and he just sits there and smiles all the time. I do too. Right. That's what I think. <laughs> <laughs> she's. She's intense and, and ready, and he just sits there and grins.
1: And then when he told us that he thinks of Lindsey, like, what would Lindsey do when he was yeah, on the mound saying, closing like the if, game? if
0: Lindsey threw a hundred, she'd probably be like the greatest pitcher of all time.
1: Yeah, Mariano, move over, yeah. Lindsey Rosenthal is coming to take like, your spot. I think she
0: helps him with <laughs> mental attitude. Yeah, and, and, uh, and how to be a little tougher. Like, I, I he smiles and she's like, if. It's yeah. go time. And he's, he would, it's what would Lindsay do out on the mound. Right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> so that conversation is really fun because yeah. there are marriages and we've noticed this over the, over the years that that truly is a dynamic. I mean, mm-hmm. and, and I love that they're very open about that. And we just really had so much fun talking talking with Trevor and Lindsay, and he was in the playoffs at the time that was that was really really fun i enjoyed that we talked to Matt and Mackenzie Carpenter who are some of our very favorites and um, and we talked about how Mackenzie went to Texas A&M and Matt went to TCU and and just the beauty of their relationship and how precious it is you know and i think that Mackenzie has always been somebody that i've admired um, over the years in watching her handle the the babies and, and the marriage and, and all the things to support Matt. She's just a very steady, steady place and um, I just loved being able... Did we able get
0: into how fat he was in college? We did. We to, talked you know, about how fat, fat he
1: was. Yeah, we did. And, like, and she loved him anyway. Well, yeah. and
0: the, he was on his way out. Yes. And, you know, that was more a really good ad- More adversity about, again, like this guy, you know, he, he got his stuff together and some, some coach... A coach was able to get through to him, and you know I, I think it, it just it goes towards the impact that coaching can actually have on kids. When when you help somebody with talent who has lost their way with work ethic and priorities, and when you help them get those straightened out, he's he's helped Matt make a, a great career out of baseball and and uh, you know support his family. And you know I, I would guess that he'd probably get into coaching when he's done playing. So. It's cool to hear those stories and, and the story, you know, with him, I've known for a long time. So it was, it's fun for <laughs> other people to hear kind of, you know, this, he, what he, I think he got like a, a thousand bucks out of college yeah. as a fifth year senior and he or maybe even sixth year. I tell him all the time. He wasn't a doctor, but he was in college as long.
1: <laughs> like Tommy boy. Yeah.
0: So he, uh, <laughs> he was, I think he looked like Tommy boy too.
1: He, he looked like Tommy boy, fat guy in little coat. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my word. But that was a lot of fun. And, and we really laughed a lot in that conversation. Then we had Ryan on, Spillborg's, Spilly, which I was a little nervous about since he's a professional at this, but he was so good. Not great. Me.
0: He me. You were
1: I was nervous. I was like, oh man, he knows he knows.
0: (laughs) He's about as easy as there is to talk to.
1: Yeah, Ryan's a gift and he's been a dear friend of ours for a really long time and we talk about that and and we talk about his mama and the influence that his mom's had on his life and and just immigrating over and and just the brilliant mind and and instilled work ethic in Spilly's life and and I just really love to share that because I think you know, um, a reality is is we've had some single moms listening, and mm-hmm. she was not a single mom. Um, she Spilly has a wonderful father, but I think what I, what I mean by that is the impact that a mother can have on a son um, is very, very valuable, and, and Spilly's mom impacted him deeply, and it was really cool to be able to talk about that with him in, in paella, which was also, I remember his mm-hmm. mom made that dish, mm-hmm. and it was amazing, and wish I could have made that tonight for dinner. Um, <laughs> we talked to Chris Carpenter, who's always a joy. Um, he's one of your favorites.
0: Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so Carp's, it's another interesting story. when We talk about his story to, of faith and, and how it all happened after the season, or after his career. And, and just hearing, I, I think it was just encouraging to hear, like he had it all in the world's terms um, as far as it was, you know, wildly successful career. A tremendous pitcher was about, you know, was retiring and and going home to, to his family, and you know gets divorced and and uh, you know is trying to figure out what's next and um, what was supposed to be a, the greatest time of his life turned out to be um, very very difficult and, and ultimately changed his life um, when he when he found Jesus and just a, I don't know I guess just the cool story of, of reconciliation and and uh, just you know. In knowing carp and knowing you know being around him and, and all of the the groundwork and, and all the time that wayno had spent just investing in carp and inviting him to chapel and, and just praying for him and loving on him and and uh, to see where he is now is is a pretty awesome story and yeah. remarried and and just uh, uh, living a life that, that honors God and, and is uh, it's it's a pretty cool to, for, for me, I get a chance to see the, the full story come full circle.
1: Yeah, it was really, really fun to talk to him, for sure. And then we did Matt and Leslie on transitioning to the off season, mm-hmm. And then Gio and Susie, how do you say it?
0: Yareña.
1: Oh, man, you're so good at that. And that was fun. We talked yeah. marriage with them. And we had been friends with, with Gio and Susie for a long time. He was the chaplain for the, the Marlins. Tampa Bay Rays. Why did I say Marlins? Because we were in Florida at spring training with him I think is when we met <laughs> so anyway whatever down there in South Florida yeah. and uh doing good God's work in South Florida suffering for Jesus in that weather so but then they moved to North Carolina and and they're working with the marriage ministry now and they're in their sweet spot I mean teaching marriage and giving marriage um wisdom and advice that uh, they just they're great at that and really funny and really enjoyable um, we had Sean Casey on and I'm going to let you talk about your buddy, Sean.
0: No, I, I, I think Sean Casey is probably the funniest storyteller I've ever been around. So if you haven't listened to that one, um, if you like to laugh and laugh hard, you should listen to that one. He's full of laughs. Uh, he, he is a great storyteller. He has gone through uh, a divorce, which he's pretty open about, which I think is, is, is pretty, um, I guess encouraging to listen to and how he talks about uh, overcoming kind of a very dark time in his life and, and getting divorced and, and trying to make that work with kids and uh, just how difficult that was on him and just kind of the, the way that, uh, that Jesus has, has held his hand and comforted him through what has been a very difficult time. Uh, but also there's tremendous uh, laughter and joy and just listen to how he talks about his family um, and his, his kids. And, and uh, you know, I, I just, he's just one of those guys that when you're around him, uh, he's got tons of energy. And, and, uh, and as like I said, some of the stories he tells on that episode are, are laughing. I got a lot of text messages that say I'm literally, you know, crying. I'm laughing so hard from some of his stories.
1: Yeah, and we talk a lot about forgiveness and, and how important that's been in his life mm-hmm. going through a difficult divorce for he and his ex wife to be able to forgive. And, um, and, it was, a, it was a very vulnerable conversation and one that, that was, it's just been difficult for him. Um, and difficult as a brother and sister in Christ to watch our loved ones go through divorce. And I was glad that we had an opportunity to talk about divorce on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and so anyway, we had Nick Graham on next. And Nick, Nick Graham is a young, brilliant man that has written a great book and he was a high school teammate of yours. In fact, we found a picture the other day.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, basketball teammates. Uh, his dad coached basketball at Oklahoma State and uh, went on to coach at Washington State where Nick played. And then he's gone on to do lots of different things with basketball and training kids and, and has ultimately written a devotional um, that ties basketball in with Jesus. And he's uh, he's impacting kids and he talked a lot about some of the things that he struggled with. and. Um, the faithfulness of God to to help him write that book was was pretty uh, encouraging and enjoyed talking to him and catching up with him and and hearing about all the wonderful things that he's doing.
1: Yep. And we had Chris and Lauren Pronger on and Chris is a Hall of Fame hockey player, just a complete, I mean, what did they call him? What was his nickname? Do you remember? It was something really Mm -hmm. wild, like something mean.
0: Yeah, I don't remember off the top of my head, but that was what he was known for. Yeah, um, like being
1: a mean defenseman. Yeah,
0: like he was he was the guy that was playing on the edge of the rules, I think.
1: Yeah, and his stories, it's cool. Like He and Laura have a sweet, sweet um, love story, and I was glad to be able to have them on the podcast and just visit with them. And again, talking about adversity, and, and we met them um, in St. Louis. Y'all trained at the same gym. Um, I trained there too, but anyway, not quite as intense as you did. And uh, he was rehabbing from the post concussion syndrome. And I just remember watching just how driven he was doing those little bitty like tedious exercises and watching Lauren support him and root for him. And and there was a toughness and a sweetness about how Lauren handled those years of supporting Chris in in a really dark time. And we were able to visit with them about that. Plus, hockey, I think, is just super fun. It's mm. super fun. So that was really neat for us to be able to talk to the prongers. We had Stephen and Amanda Miller on, and God has just kind of woven our lives together over a really long period of time. And they're now they're famous YouTube stars, and I'm glad they still gave us some time. Oh, on the, was amazing, I was didn't even amazing. know was really such a thing. But. <laughs> yes, but Stephen and Amanda are genuine. And it's and we talked about suffering. And so, um, and, and that was... A really good conversation. It really encouraged and my adoption heart. Adoption and a yes. lot of the
0: cool things that they're doing. Yeah,
1: yeah. Don't shy away from that one. Just because I said we talk about suffering, we talk about a lot of things. Well, <laughs> so. Stephen's full of energy. Yeah. really
0: funny, and they're a sweet couple.
1: Yes, he's loaded on caffeine all the time, but it's <laughs> a it's a great conversation mm-hmm. about just God answering specific prayers and just the faithfulness and the goodness of God is on display in that episode. We had Arlie and Alex Sogard, and Arlie was an old He's been an old, great friend of mine, and Alex is precious as can be, and um, Arlie helped us with the kids when we were little. We met on a blind date, basically, me and Arlie, <laughs> and so set up by your dad. When they were little,
0: not
1: yeah. when we were little. Yeah, so I messed that up. <laughs> and so when, when we had three babies, um, my father-in-law thought I needed help with kids, and so he set Arlie up with our family, and we were able to invite by Arlie into the fam, and that was one of my greatest decisions ever. And she's been a blessing to me since the day we met. And it was really neat to visit with them. And Alex is a head coach at Wright State University, baseball coach. Played in the minor leagues. Played Division One baseball for Matt Stad. And just I just love visiting with them. They are real time holiday awesome people. table people.
0: Awesome people. They've actually been on our table a lot.
1: Uh, many times, many meals, many, many meals. meals we talk about christmas um, and we have Thane Marcus Ringler on and he is just again like a very wise young man he's a real entrepreneur he sent me about a lot of he sent me a lot of emails and so finally i was like who is this guy and i started listening to his stuff and i thought you know what let's give Thane a call and so we did and i'm really glad we did he's from denver and he just has a lot of motivational strategies that i find to be very um, easy to apply and, mm-hmm. and wise to apply. And so I am really excited to see what God does in his life because mm-hmm. I really enjoy talking to him.
0: Yeah, and he had a, was a golfer and dealt with some some of that stuff and trying to be a golfer and then figuring out what was next. But he's a, he's a young guy that has he, – he's very, like, thoughtful. And like you said, there's a lot of a good application, life application stuff.
1: Absolutely. And then we had Skip and Lindsey Schumacher – on and that conversation was so boring. <laughs> <laughs> They're not funny at all. <laughs> so anyway, I really enjoyed our our time with Skip and Lindsey and another family that's been at our table a lot. for a lot of years. And we just we have
0: many laughs with them.
1: Lots of laughs with the Schumachers. And um, I one of the things that Skip said that stuck out to me. And, and something that I will always remember is he says that the thing that's challenging about being a coach is you can't, you can't, like, what do you say, place your will. I'm going to still remember it forever and ever. You can't impose your will. That's what he said. You can't impose your will on on a player. And when he said that, I immediately thought about parenting um, because I'm not ever going to be a coach like he is or like you are. But I thought about that with parenting, too, and, and kind of we, we really can't. We can't impose our will on our kids. And. But what we can do is create trust and um, and and develop relationships and kind of teach them what we what we know and hope that they trust us enough to apply it to their lives. And I I really learned a lot from talking with Skip and Lindsay.
0: And it's worth the laughs. There's some. Oh, it's so solid... funny!
1: It's so funny. We had Ricky and Allison Fowler on. They're our old neighbors, and obviously Ricky plays golf just in case.
0: Well, you've seen him. He's been in your living room a lot, probably on the TV. (laughs)
1: Yeah. He's
0: on about every other commercial.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He's doing a great job there, but um, they, they're just a sweet young couple, Mm -hmm. newly married, um, sweet young couple. And the thing I love about Ricky and Allison is there's a, there's a scripture and I don't remember exactly where it is in the Bible, but it talks about, don't think of yourself more highly than you should. And I think that they're nailing that and they are very warm. They're very hospitable. Um And they love their family they're very simple when it comes right down to it and I've just really enjoyed our friendship with them
0: yeah and i, I think there's a lot of cool stuff i tried to ask him some golf stuff that just the mind of a golfer and the competitor and is a pro athlete and um so i I think there's some interesting stuff there if you're a golfer and you're interested in um you know, what golfers think and some of the things. So I, I enjoyed kind of getting in the mind of, of a pro golfer and kind of comparing what what it might be to a baseball player, and it was, it was fun to hear.
1: Yeah, they're sweet, sweet, sweet people. We had Mike and Michelle Schilt on, and I loved that episode.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. what
1: a great leader.
0: So Mike's the manager of the St. Louis Cardinals, and he uh, worked his way up from a high school, basically a high school baseball coach, mm-hmm. and – um it's pretty cool like to see his perseverance and all the things that he did to end up as you know the manager of one of the top major league organizations in the, in the in the country or the world in the league um for him to to start out um and he's pretty much done everything in baseball in an organization as far as coaching hitting he's managed he's field coordinated he's coach given lessons he's you know and, and just to hear his journey to being the manager of the st louis cardinals is, is pretty fascinating and just kind of i thought there was some great leadership tactics and um you know as a man of faith just how he incorporates faith into how he leads and, and manages and uh, i found that obviously very fascinating as as a fellow some coach that's you know a christian like to to yeah i just i really enjoyed that as well
1: yeah, we had Dave and Jan Dravecki on, and again, just a wonderful conversation about adversity and perseverance and new beginnings, and we talked a lot about, about what it looked like to to have this life the way you thought you're comfortable, right? Because control is this illusion, right? We, we believe that we can control things, and things are going well for him. He's pitching really well, and then all of a sudden he breaks his arm to come to find out he has cancer, and he has to have it amputated from the shoulder Um and it it just talking about what that looked like and for their marriage and um and just starting new with a new way of living and dave and and jan's wisdom is 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 just off the charts and and just i just really the one thing i would say i I drew from that conversation matt was just how important it is to have horizontal relationships
0: yeah the friendships and, and the people the people that hold him accountable and the, the friendships, the couple groups that they have that they spend time with and, and you know just iron sharpening iron and just the people that they, the relationships that they've built with some of their closest friends and, and how they do life together I thought was really cool.
1: Me too, me too. And we talked about marriage. We jumped into our marriage story um, February 2nd and you're my best friend. That's great. That's all that that we we've become a good team, and so and that's our marriage advice: become team, become a team mate with your spouse. And so, um, but then we brought in more professional marriage people with Mike and Kristen Matheny, and we've admired them from afar and up close, I guess, for a really long time, and they. They didn't. They didn't disappoint in this mm-hmm. conversation on marriage and, and life and leadership and mistakes and, and wins and losses and, and all of that stuff. I, I just love visiting with them.
0: Again, if you're a baseball fan or a Cardinals fan, like that that's a amazing episode. Or If you're a married person or a, you know just talking about Mike and his character, a woodworker. And his, yeah, his his kids. <laughs> like if you're a man and you want to learn how to be a man, like a real man, you can listen to Mike talk about his skills and everything, you can either get on there and be motivated or for terrible about yourself. But Mike is quite the talent.
1: Yeah, he's awesome. We enjoyed him. Then we had Brian and Diana Roberts on and Brian has been a friend of ours for a very long time. And and remember Jackson and Ethan were in their wedding. And so we've known Brian and Diana for a really long time and they are just gems. And so we talk marriage with them. They've they've adopted a little one and we talked about adoption, and, and again, that was a very real conversation. Mm-hmm. They talked about some struggles and the good, the bad, the ugly, and it was a really, really fun conversation to, to visit with with Brian and Diana.
0: Yeah, they're uh, really, like, again, more people that we got to spend more time with. Like, I know. It's funny when we do this, you find all these, you know, your, all your friends, and you start talking to them and catching up, and you're like, man, wish we could spend more time together.
1: I know. I know. It was really cool. And then um, our most recent episode was with Josh and Ginger Willingham, and I just first of all I can't even handle Alabama accents. I mean, are they the best?
0: Yeah, I, I wonder. We don't, we don't have off any accents. Like we've had a lot of cool accents on here. And, I know. Uh, but yeah, they're they're uh, they're really cool people. Again, more mature, like just super mature believers that have done marriage well, done parenting well, um, that have you know that had lots of great insight and advice and just like just solid people solid. Just, again people that you you were like you know what if we lived closer we'd be really good friends with them totally and so they uh they're fun and and uh, again more i feel like their mar- the marriage series that we did i think there was tons of great wisdom and and uh and people had a lot of uh, had a lot of practical things to, to help totally marriage
1: i think with ginger and and josh one of the things that we took practically from that is we started having lunch together a little bit more often and i think that that was a really that was something that we really did work into our schedule because we realized you know what they're right that is how you continue to cultivate trust in a relationship and i wasn't talking about trust as in um i mean mean like how do we cultivate trust in a relationship for the long haul like not not i don't know and and so and I think that when we asked them that and they said they have lunch together, I thought, you know what, that's exactly right. And, and that was something that we started to apply in our marriage. And I really did enjoy that conversation with the Willinghams. And um, again, I could have talked to them all day long.
0: So that's it. So yeah, we caught up. Yeah, that's season
1: one. Yeah. We did it.
0: So that was a, a very brief yet long recap.
1: It was, but I feel like we could have gone longer because well, I learned so much. If you in made all it all the way to episodes. the end of that one.
0: <laughs> You deserve a prize. You
1: deserve a prize. But we'll kick off season two, April 13th. So it's the second Tuesday in April. And um, I think that'll be fun because it'll be kind of like the year anniversary of Table 40. And we'll jump right into season two.
0: Yeah. And maybe we'll hook up some of this nice equipment we have. And,
1: yeah. And kids won't be jumping yeah, upstairs.
0: And we'll maybe try to find a quiet place.
1: But, you know, when I do look back on the first season of this, like I am really am tickled at how many different locations we recorded this podcast.
0: Yeah, and different pieces of equipment we've tried. Yeah,
1: different pieces of equipment, but, like, <laughs> kind of just the setup that we've had. I mean, didn't we do one in a car? I feel yeah. like we recorded one of these in a car. And so, but just, because I mean, this has been a joy to be able to share our life with y'all and to be able to um, have conversations with our friends. And I think one of the most wonderful things... The our, One of the greatest blessings, I guess, for me and all this, Matt, is that we've had a chance to tell our friends what they mean to us. Mm-hmm. And we need to have Brian Hummel on the podcast because I'm, I remember one time he did chapel for the Diamondbacks. And he you came home and he said to you that basically Brian challenged y'all to start telling people why they're living what what how great they are and why they matter to you and and all of those things and that really stuck with me and that was years and years ago when you were playing out in arizona and he led that chapel but i think that that's been the beautiful thing about the podcast is we've had an opportunity to encourage our friends tell our friends what they mean to us in not a weird way (laughs) (laughs) anyway i love that and so thanks for going on this journey with us and we're excited to wrap up season one and move into season two and with new fun guests and maybe some new themes and who knows maybe some old guests to redo yes to redo some of those conversations now that we've learned or how i've learned how to ask shorter questions (laughs) thank you guys
0: Thank you for listening to Table 40 with Matt and Leslie Holiday, part of the Sports Spectrum Podcast Network. For more stories on sports intersecting with faith, visit sportspectrum.com.